The Old Testament reading is recorded by the prophet Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. The epistle lesson is recorded in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 11 to 25. Every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their minds and write them in, I will put the laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of those, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? 
There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of the birth pains. But be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel lesson which we have just heard read. I will just repeat our Lord's words, the last ones. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Thus far our text. Have you heard that they are changing the name of the Grand River Run? been sponsored by Fifth Third Bank, must have been before they changed their name, for 41 years. And now they're changing the name. Now it is going to be Amway will take over, and it will be the Amway Riverbank run. Now you know in this run, I bet some of you have been in it before, or are planning to be in it. If you have done that, and even without doing it, you know that you have to complete the race to win the crown. Whether it be gold medal, or as St. Paul said, a perishable wreath. If you don't complete the race, you don't get anything. Well, maybe nowadays they'll give you, what is it? It used to be a white ribbon. Now is it some other color or is it still? They just tried to console you a little bit. You tried. 
That doesn't work in the Christian faith. If you don't persevere until the end, you don't receive the crown of eternal life. So our Lord sends, tells us today in the text, he says, dear Christian, persevere unto the end. No matter what gets in your way, continue in the Christian faith. Never give up your faith in Jesus Christ. No matter how difficult the obstacles are before you, never, ever quit. Because he is who he says he is. He is God himself who has come to this earth in our flesh. And you heard it in the epistle, the Hebrews writer. He offered himself up as a sacrifice once for all time. It was the perfect sacrifice that satisfied, satisfied God's wrath against his creation for their rebellion. So Jesus is God in our flesh. It is the truth. He died for you. He loves you. He forgives you. And he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. So don't give up. Persevere to the very end. But look out. He says there are deceivers on your way. There, he told his disciples this. And he said to them, people will come claiming they are me. People will actually come into this world claiming they are the Savior. Now this is, you know, hey, we're about 2,000 years from this time, and there have been hundreds of people who have come to this world which Jesus calls deceivers. They want to deceive you and lead you astray. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And Jesus says, watch out. So that means you have to be on your toes. You have to know why you believe Jesus is the Christ. He says in Matthew 7, 15 and following, that you can tell pastors, like this one, you can tell whether we are true or whether we are false, by our fruits. And he gives the illustration. You can tell fruit trees, right? You know that this is an apple tree because it is bearing apples. You know this is a peach tree because it bears peach. You know that this pastor is true and faithful because he speaks the word of God to you faithfully, not deceptively. He doesn't try to deceive you in any way, shape, or form. Jesus says you can spot false teachers, deceivers. You can tell by their fruits. Listen, pay attention. You have to know your Bible yourself. 
so that you can compare, say, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that, but that does not sound right to me. And then you pay attention. This is why we have been blessed in this church body to have this small, it used to be small, now it's growing, but it used to be small catechism. Luther put this thing together for people to know the basics of the Christian faith. Starts out, you know, with the commandments. Do this, do that. Believe in God. Trust him. So we have taught from this small catechism because it's taken from the scriptures. You can study it. You can take this catechism and you can compare it to scripture. And you can say, oh yeah, that's right here. Same way with your hymnal now, your new hymnal. Now they put in there where this comes from in the Bible. So you will know that your hymnal is true. But you have to know something yourself so that you can compare our preaching and teaching to the scriptures. Now, there are a lot of deceivers out there, so you have to be on your toes. You can't always go from one Missouri Senate church to another Missouri Senate church, like maybe you could have at one time in our life. You can't always go and know that you're going to hear the same thing, good, solid preaching from the scriptures and teaching from the scriptures. So you have to be sharp yourself. You've got to know your catechism. You've got to know something about the Bible. So how do you do that? You study it. You have family devotions. You have your own private devotions. You read the Bible. You read it like Olga used to read it. I went with Eric and Peggy former members, to their aunt, great aunt Olga's house. Olga came from Germany. I hardly knew Olga because she just came to church and went home. Olga was old at the time when I was, became her pastor. But when I went to her house with the family when she died, I saw Olga's German Bible. And I can tell you Olga read her Bible. It was about ready to fall apart. That's what we ought to be doing, is reading and studying our Bible so that we can look out for deceivers because there are many in this world. You can go through the cults. I mean, what is there? There's the Mormons. There's the Jehovah Witnesses. And the, there's the Christian scientists. And it just goes on and on. There's Islam now. Look out for Islam, Mormonism, or Muslim, but it's Islam, is the Mohammed. I studied this in the seminary. Oh, it was awful, terrible things that man did and stood for, etc. And then Satan is just deceiving minds to believe that. But we know better. So look out for deceivers and know that Jesus is the Christ. Read the scriptures. 
See how the Old Testament points ahead to Christ's coming. And then read in the New Testament everything that he said and did that fulfilled what was said of him in the Old Testament. And read how he died for us and what he went through in Holy Week, suffering. And just look around you. He says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Look at the little babies that he creates day after day after day. Miraculous. Miraculous what God creates and does. And as the writer to the Hebrews says, every house has a builder. And God built this, not just this house, but he built this earth, the planets, and this vast universe. Nothing goes up by itself. Have you ever seen your neighbor's house being built by itself? Just one day you looked out, oh, its sticks are coming together, and oh, it's, oh, that's really pretty neat, you know? No, the scriptures say, no, no, no. Every house has a builder, and God is the builder of the vast universe. And he says, sent his son to be our savior. And he says, persevere unto the end. I remember Dr. Bowles, my Greek teacher, he loved this Greek verse, hippomone. Kind of neat word, isn't it? Hippomone. That means persevere, endure. Do not give up. Now, you people older than I, we admire you. Oh, I remember when I was first in the ministry and some of the people would crawl up to the altar to receive the Lord's body and blood. We hold you in the highest of esteem because you are examples of faithful Christians who are enduring to the very end. And that's what we younger people should do. Kids, look up to your parents. Parents, look up to your parents and let us all look up to those faithful warriors of the Christian faith who are here week after week after week because they love their Lord and they're not going to give up. Heaven is beautiful. Being with Christ is the greatest thing that can happen to to have our sins forgiven, to have our names written in the book of life, to be able to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever in great, it's so wonderful, it's just beyond the wildest, our wildest imagination. And we all set our hearts on being there with him. And our families. That's so wonderful about being a Christian. When your loved one dies in Christ, you will see them again. And you will spend eternity with them in great happiness forever and ever and ever. Nowhere else in the world is this known and believed. 
than in the Christian church. God has blessed us richly, forgiving us all of our sins in the water of holy baptism, writing our names in the book of life, giving us his Holy Spirit who keeps us in this one true faith, convincing our faith or our spirit that what we believe is the truth And someday, when we breathe our last, the angels will come and take us to be with our Savior in heaven. Dear Christian, persevere in this one true faith until the very end. And on the last day, Jesus will give you the crown of eternal life. God grant it to all of us. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.